0: listening to A Fistful of Truth with me, your host, Delara Essengill. You can find me daily on my blog, daily working away on my blog at www.dallaraessengill.blog. And you can also follow, subscribe to, as well as support this podcast uh, on various platforms from Anchor FM to Anchor.FM to Spotify. It is on Spotify. Just search for A Fistful of Truth uh, with my name, Delara Essingill, and you can follow it as well as uh, thank you for those that are supporting this podcast. It is um, so appreciated by me. And um, if you want to go find the support link, it is listed daily on my blog as well as in the description for this podcast. Also, I want to tell you guys about the sale that's going on. There is a sale going on folks. And I personally subscribe to all um, CBD products. I love CBD products. Um, I love taking them internally as, as well as using them topically because there's nothing better for anti-inflammation that I found um, personally, personally. Um, I have gotten rid of almost all my over the counter, um, you know, Motrin's and all those crappy things that, that really screw with our, our physical wellness and our spiritual wellness, um, their frequency of pharma versus something natural that comes, comes from a plant is, is something to be considered. And right now hemp works is having a sale uh, at www.mydailychoice.com forward slash Delara CBD. They're having a sale and the prices are better and the quality is amazing. Um, then pretty much even a lot of other, um, CBD brands you can get locally here in California, which and we're inundated with CBD out here, but I'll tell you what, you get two bottles of broad spectrum CBD, um, oil, um, from Hempworks for only $99 each and two bottles. It lasts a long time folks. Cause you only take a few drops a day and you get the third bottle for free. So you're getting three bottles for plus shipping fees, whatever that equals, you're actually saving $249. You should definitely check this out. This sale ends on October 12th and you can order online at www.mydailychoice.com forward slash CBD. So, Anyway, I want to thank you guys for tuning in so late. By the time I get to sit down and do this podcast, it's like the day just disappears. Time seems like it's speeding up for all of us. And you know, the day of Sunday where I'm supposed to have, we're all supposed to be relaxing and spending a day with God and spending what we should spend all our days with God and all our moments. Um, I did get to do a few wonderful things today um, that I'm grateful for. And I'm grateful for my day, but by the time I get to this podcast, sometimes it's just so late. And, um, Anyway, some of the wonderful things I did get to do today was, um, go on a wonderful hike. I went on a wonderful hike and it was just a beautiful, uh, sun sunset. I guess it was a little past that. And also I got to talk with my friend, the one and only deplorable and just super awesome, a wonderful hearted human being who's just got so many facets to her. It's, it's amazing is Linda Paris. You know, guys, she's got, um, a very amazing career that she left behind in the matrix. And she has a lot of information on her site at McAllisterTVonline.com. Please check that out and look forward to a show called the truth squad where she's going to be doing some amazing things. And I'm, I'm looking forward to working, um, towards that and, and being a guest and part of her Truth squad. It's an honor to work with the Linda Paris So today is, well, it kind of was Sunday, but all day I've been reflective and spending my time thinking about, you know, this awakening and this process that we're in because every day something new comes up and every day we all collectively feel, uh, certain things. And it's like, we're writing this wave of that. We're writing this wave of information and awakening and consciousness and, and Really, human revival, and we really have to stay in touch spiritually with with God, and we have to stay in, in touch with each other. I found that to be very important. Um, we have sometimes ahead of us, folks, and uh, I promised you guys—well, I promised myself first—and you know, you guys, a spiritual Sunday program on the Fistful of Truth, and I'd like to share some beautiful words. And close with a poem from Paramahansa Yogananda, and you can look him up. A wonderful, beautiful human being who brought only only love and, and teachings of of yoga to um, to America, to the West. Very brave and uh, wonderful voice, and, and he loved Jesus Christ. And he has some amazing amazing uh, works that he's written about um, the Gospels, as well as just just truths and teaching of truths and and beautiful things about God and nature. So check him out and we're going to read some of his, his theories on how to find truth in the scriptures. So a friend of mine uh, introduced, well, I actually got introduced to Yogananda as I, when I moved to, Los Angeles, I lived fairly near the self-realization temple. So if you live in LA or you visit Los Angeles, make sure you visit the self-realization temple, um, gardens. It's just beautiful. It's, it's free. You have to make an appointment to go there, but it's a beautiful, wonderful place and it should not be missed with those who are on the spiritual path. Um, it's just a beautiful place to walk around and meditate and sit and pray and just enjoy, enjoy the, enjoy the place. But anyway, um, I was given some quotes and some pieces and some fragmented uh, um, teachings from a friend of mine who had sent me some, some information about um, Yogananda because I've read a lot of his books and um, this, this one that my friend shared with me is called uh, how to find truth in the scriptures. And I thought I would read from this to you guys tonight as um You know, there's a lot of questions right now. We're we're questioning everything, and we're questioning everything man has touched. Um, We're we're never questioning the Almighty Father. We are questioning things that man has corrupted. You know, don't put your faith in man, they say. Put your faith in God. So let's read what uh, Yogananda has to say about how to find the truth in scriptures. Here's what he says. That which is truly beautiful and worthwhile in life is generally hidden away in minds of secrecy. Often the rarest gems are in accessible places, in inaccessible places. Often the rarest gems are in inaccessible places. Rare spiritual treasures too have to be unearthed with the pickaxe of understanding and wisdom. And he goes on, he says, the scriptural truths embodied in the biblical record of Genesis describe the beginning of creation but the scientific spiritual significance of these passages remains hidden from most people because they do not know how to perceive or interpret the truth. And here's the wonderful quote that I love. I talk about this all the time and I finally found it because I was looking through my papers. Here it is. Here's what he says. Here's about the ocean and the cup folks. The ocean may be willing to pour itself into a cup, but the cup can only hold its own capacity. Similarly, the truth is hidden in the Bible for anyone to find. But people with limited intelligence do not try to look beneath the surface. They cannot understand it because they do not know how to find out the truth in it. We must try to learn how to do this. The question isn't what is the truth, but how can we grasp the truth? For instance, the way to apply the laws of yoga that he describes, he has this—he has a yoga teaching, Pantajali. For instance, to apply the the laws of Pantajali to discover the truths hidden in pure universal teachings and scriptures is to live those teachings in life. I asked a spiritual hypocrite if he had read the Christian Bible. I have read it a hundred times, sir, he replied. I know all about it. It was to forestall this kind of desecration of truth that in ancient India, the Vedas, and the Hindu Bible, the Bhagavad Gita, were kept unprinted for centuries. The spiritual truths they contain were handed down from memory by sages to their most de- devout disciples. Only a few received all the truth. Others were told no more than they could realize at one time. That's very important. Look what he's saying. He's saying that the, hidden, the truths of the Hindu Bible and the Vedas were kept unprinted for centuries in India, folks, because they wanted to hide the spiritual truths that they contained. Um, They were handed down from memory by sages to their most devout disciples. You know, this is true in a lot of Eastern philosophies as well. Anyway, only a few received all the truth. So only a few received the truth, these disciples, and others were told no more than they could realize one at a time. So He says up here, the ocean may be willing to pour itself into a cup, but the cup can only hold its own capacity. So these people were only given what they could understand. You can't tell somebody something. You can't speak Chinese to someone who doesn't understand Chinese. They're not going to understand. So they were only told the need to know basis, what the capacity is. That's how much you can give them. Sorry, my recording seemed to stop. I go through a lot of uh, censorship and it ruins the momentum, but guess what? They aren't going to win. There's all these little interruptions going on for all of us content makers and people putting out truth. It's like, you know, good luck trying to stop us because we're never going to stop. We're never going to stop putting out the truth. So let me continue reading. Um, we were talking about the need to know how the spiritual truths were handed down Um, India, and they were only told to certain people. So anyway, um, the yogi goes on. Only a few received all the truth. Others were told no more than they could realize at one time. Now, almost any yoga book or world scripture may be bought for a few cents and intellectually swallowed with little effort. But devouring assorted ideas from the scriptures without digesting them creates only a greed for more books and more ideas, resulting in chronic indigestion, and spiritual non-assimilation. A thirsty man coming upon a lake craved to swallow all of its waters. Naturally, he could not drink more than his stomach would hold. Likewise, many thirsty seekers of limited understanding sip by the lake of truth and aspire to drink all of its vast waters and contain all of its mysteries. They do not understand even this truth that to swallow those waters requires an understanding of equal magnitude. Western philosophers have always assumed that truth can be known by dialectics and reason. Immanuel Kant was the first among them to question whether man had the requisite faculties for knowing truth fully. The seeker of truth should thoroughly scrutinize various beliefs, but indiscriminate reading of religious books written by novices, or untried enthusiast yields only an indigestible hash of imagination, emotional outpourings, and diluted realization. Pantajali's yoga philosophy embodied in the Yoga Sutras, for example, for example, the Christian Bible, for example, the Hindu Bible, the Bhagavad Gita, and few other books written by men of realization should be studied a little at a time and meditated upon for hours or for days together. The best time to read scripture is after practicing meditation when the intuitive feeling is awake. Spiritual books should not be read from cover to cover as you would read a novel. Read a little and inwardly digest what you have read. Spiritual books should be a perpetual inspiration because they continually give spiritual nourishment. As you masticate their message, you will will more and more reap the good results of realizing their hidden truths. And the yogi goes on to talk about what the best way is to test the truth of the scriptures. And I know there's a lot of talk about this going on right now with the, you know, the 777 books of the Bible that have, you know, been been stolen or hidden or destroyed. My God, who knows? But um, this is what a yogi has to say, Yogananda. What is the best way to test the truth of the scriptures? How are you to test which one is true? Suppose you have before you, and he gives an example of the Christian Bible or the Hindu Bible. How do you know that they contain the truth? Much scripture is not truth, but the product of repeated mistranslations made by men without actual spiritual realization. The fact that many people believe in a certain statement is not evidence that it is the truth. Sometimes one man knows more than the rest of the world. Columbus And, and, you know, I'm just reading what he said here, folks, but I do believe the earth is round. I'm sorry. Columbus had correctly deduced that the earth was round, but no one believed him. Actually, I believe there's like a toroidal field, but we won't get into that right now. The majority of people are like a herd of sheep. If one jumps from a cliff, the whole flock jumps with him. There are two methods of perceiving truth by intelligence and by intuition. The intellectual method depends upon sense perception and intelligence, but sense perception deceives us or at best limits the application of our intelligence. If you base your ideas of truth on the testimony of sense perception, then the conclusion may be wrong. Our senses are all limited instruments of perception. Therefore we cannot perceive truth intellectually except in a limited way. Don't forget folks, we've been caballed air, food, water, programming, programming, Man's intelligence is not only limited, but may be deceived by misleading sense perceptions. That's why they've us to get rid of our sense perceptions, to get rid of our intuition. Anyway, Here's the yogi again. For instance, we see smoke on a distant hill and conclude that there's a fire. But going to that hill, we may find that the smoke was just a cloud of dust. Therefore, we say that the appearance of truth, the phenomenon, can be known by the intelligence, but the noumenon or truth itself can only be known by intuition. We find that all inferential knowledge depends upon the data given by the senses. If the data is wrong, the inference is wrong. Therefore reason cannot be the sole proof of any Bible. Besides our senses are so limited in their power and that they are deceiving us all the time. You see only what the limited power of the eyes permits. You hear only certain vibrations within the hearing range of the human ear. But intuition on the other hand is developed by meditation and conscious direct communion with the omniscient soul consciousness. Therefore intuition can never be wrong, but this power within us has for the most part remained undeveloped. The consciousness of existence arises from intuition. You do not need reason to know that you exist. Therefore, intuition is the power that tests truth. You must feel, you must realize truth before you can know that it is true. What seems true to reason and sense perception is not always true in fact. The only sure way to know the truth is to realize it intuitively. To know the atom, you must become one in consciousness with the atom. You must become what you want to know. Can you know the taste of sugar without tasting it? No. So it is with the metaphysician. He experiences everything within himself. The scientist experiments with things outside himself. Intuition does not mean self-sufficiency or blind faith in one's own opinions. But calm reason plus calm feeling can lead to intuition when guided by meditation. So the more you meditate and reason in a calm state, the more intuition you will have. In order to test the truth, you must experience it intuitively. The whole philosophy of the East is based upon intuitive experience. No matter how intellectual you are, you may still be a child in a spiritual realization. You must realize the truth yourself. You must experience the truth before you can know that it is true. That is the power by which we must test the scriptures. beautiful words about truth and so appropriate for this podcast called A Fistful of Truth. And on that note, I leave you, I leave you with a prayer and a poem, but I'll, I'll read the poem first and then I'll read the prayer. And so thank you for listening Patriots. God bless you all. And where we go, one we go all, but here I'm going to read a poem and close out with a prayer. The poem is by Yogananda. It's called We Worship Thy Truth. We bow to Thee, our one infinite Father, who manifests in all the different churches and temples which are all erected in Thy honor. We worship Thee, our one God, resting upon the altars of various teachings and religious faiths. Heavenly Father, teach all nations to live as brothers and sisters in a a united world, guided by thy truth as their spiritual president. Teach us to find thy presence on the altar of our constant peace and the joy that springs from deep meditation. Bless us that we may find thee in the temple of each thought and each activity. Finding thee within, we find thee without, in all people and all conditions. Teach us to know that thou art the power that keeps us healthy, Prosperous and seeking spiritual truth. Here is a prayer Heavenly Father, help me to remember that tolerance comes only through intuitional study of the scriptures, which gives realization of the fundamental unity underlying all faiths. Amen.